Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by Brig. What up, Baseball Family? So we have a whole lot to talk about this week. There, This week was a whirlwind with the the winter meetings right like if yeah. like every single day there was something new whether it was a rule change um somebody signing like i honestly didn't think we were going to see these these boris guys sign until after the new year i thought it was going to wait a lot longer but i guess i guess he learned his lesson last year with uh <laughs> with bryce harper that oh the the dollar amount isn't going to go up when we get into spring training okay let's go ahead and get him signed <laughs> strike yeah. while the iron's hot right yeah, totally. So let's start there. Let's start there. So we have uh, Steven Strasburg got seven years, $245 million, which Jeez. I thought was funny because that was the initial offer from the Yankees for Garrett Cole. Yeah. Which obviously that number didn't come from anywhere, right? <laughs> the fact that it's oh, exactly sure. the same. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Out of the blue, really. Oh yeah, yeah I know. Just what a coincidence that Steven Strasburg <laughs> gets the exact same amount of money that Garrett Cole was offered by the Yankees, huh? I don't know. Yep. But uh, I thought that was a good job by the Nats. Um, they need to keep Strasburg around, and, and you know, this whole time I figured Strasburg would stay. And yeah, I didn't. I thought he'd leave. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And see, like for me, I don't know a whole lot about Steven Strasburg, um, but watching that. That interview with him, with uh, when he uh, when he was named the World Series MVP, right at the very end, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like this guy doesn't seem like he has the personality that he wants to go chase the big bucks and chase all the fame and fortune that comes with playing in New York or True. L.A. or anything. I was like, he seems like a down to earth homebody who's like mm. comfortable. He's got roots in in Washington and probably just wants to stay there. Like that's kind of the that's kind of the vibe I got from him. I don't know if anybody else got yeah. that. I don't know if you saw I that, did. but but yeah, he, he that's kind of what he seemed like to me, and that's why I thought he was going to stay. He looked at the car they gave him like one time. 
He was like, oh, yeah, cool, thanks. And then he didn't care. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, I would have preferred a truck, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. Where's the truck? Where's the pickup? Yeah, he doesn't Where's seem like a four by four. Guy. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, does it come in real tree? <laughs> Just I kidding. I don't oak? know if he's that kind of guy. But can I get yeah, oak he's... camo on that? Can I... <laughs> that's exactly how it felt. It is. It is really how it felt. So I'm not surprised. Even his wife didn't didn't care. Didn't oh, seem I know. To care. I know. Like I, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So that's that's really why I wasn't surprised that he left because or that he stayed because uh, yeah he just just seemed like he's he's comfortable and just kind of does his thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I that makes sense. I just thought he'd end up somewhere else because the Nats were getting rid of everybody. Well, and I uh, not everybody, but well, they said that they weren't going to keep Strasburg and Rendon. And honestly, yeah. the smarter play, I mean, as much as I like Steven Strasburg and as great, as great as he is, the smarter play would have been to keep Rendon because, I mean, it, this is what everybody's been saying, and this is what I thought too, is that a bat ages better than a than an arm. No, for sure. Right? Totally. So, I mean, seven years from now, Strasburg's going to be, what, 38, I think? Mm-hmm. And and yes, you know they're, they're in getting, that in that range. Yeah, they're they're getting their value on the front end of the contract and then paying for loyalty later. But at the same time, I mean, we've seen what's happened to Clayton Kershaw. We've seen what happened to Felix Hernandez. That it's not pretty <laughs> as as those power yeah, pitchers no. get older. It really is not pretty. So that that could be some trouble for the Nets. But for now, you know they've got a good arm to anchor. Well, I'm not just anchor, but to pitch side by side with uh, Max Scherzer. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. It'll be interesting. Max to see how is their guy. Out. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is their guy for sure. So you bring up a good a a bunch of good arguments that translate over to the Garrett Cole conversation about bats aging better than arms, and uh, <laughs> yeah. how ugly it can get over long periods of time. <laughs> oh man, what in the name of <laughs> all that is holy? Or whatever, what? Who? I don't know. We should come up with a slur. We should. There should be a slur specifically for situations like the Garrett Cole deal. I don't like, even know. Uh, what, oh, like on it could uh, be like on that one, that commercial a long time ago. No making up words. Blurkle fickle. Blurkle fickle. That's what it feels like. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, all I could think right. of when I saw. What was it? Nine years for three twenty-four. Yeah. Nine years. Nine years. Three hundred and twenty-four million dollars. That is so much money. One of my favorite shows growing yeah. up was uh, was Wings. Did you ever watch Wings? Sure. So anyway, there's an episode where one of the guys, he's like, I'm a hypnotist. I can hypnotize anybody. And so they're going around the room, and he hypnotizes his brother. That anytime somebody says tortillas, he has to he has to cluck like a chicken. So then there's another guy who fakes <laughs> like he gets, he like goes along with the plays like he got uh, like like he got hypnotized. And then he says that he robbed a bank and the money's hidden in his backyard. Like how much is it? And he says. Like two million dollars or something like that, and the guy goes, "Oh, that's a lot of tortillas." So anytime anybody talks about a lot of money, my first thought is, "That's a lot of tortillas." It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, so Garrett Cole got a lot of tortillas. Um, he gets, yeah, a lot of tortillas. I, that's too much though. No, it's too much. It's too it's too long a contract. I so like we have to talk about it in separate terms. We have to talk about it in terms of the dollars. Right. We also have to talk about it in terms of the years of production he'll be able to give because nine years for a guy who's twenty nine. 
I mean, that puts him in the is, same spot as Strasburg. It'll be 38. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. And and everybody's like, we're looking at another kind of CC Sabathia deal. And I'm like, well, <sighs> we saw I hope it's... Yeah, well, yeah. So I and CC was magnificent for a oh, long yeah. time. He, it was he great. Was, he was, yeah, major contributor, major role, anchored that rotation forever. But then at the end, it's kind of like, well, you know, we still have to pay him. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Seven years, got it. Get a guy for seven years. Oh, especially at twenty nine. Yeah, that's a great seven deal. years makes sense. Yeah, they. Yeah, it's too bad that he didn't take that offer initially, because now the Yankees are kind of like go. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder yeah, how many other it's... teams around the league were willing to go nine years for him, or if the Yankees are bidding against themselves. Because the Yankees often bid against themselves. It's true they do, but you know there's all that talk about how oh he wants to go back to California. He pitched. He played at UCLA. He's from the West Coast. It's like that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, like nope. these guys are traveling all over the all over the country for, you know, they're home for eighty one games is all, but then they're right. basically they're home for a week and they're away for two or three at a time. Yeah, but I mean, he only spends so much time at home, and during the off season, you can live wherever you want. Yeah, because I <laughs> yeah, think Bryce exactly. Harper and his wife, I think they live in Vegas during the off season. I think so. Like. I, you know, I, it it just it doesn't make sense to me. People be like, oh, he's from there. He's gonna want to go home. Not necessarily, because mm. obviously Garrett Cole is a guy who was chasing fame and fortune, and I felt that was evidenced by the fact that he's wearing that Scott Boris hat in the post post yeah. World Series press conference. I am not employed by the Houston Astros, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or by the team or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That his we saw we saw where his loyalty was. It was to his agent and to his wallet. And yep. you know, I'm not surprised that he took the the highest offer at all. No, I no, mean, he, but he, but he might what, have gone to Miami if they offered him that much money. It, totally. But what in the crap are we doing do, with a nine year contract? Yeah. Oh, I just think it was foolish for nine years. I don't care that they paid him three twenty four. I'm just upset about the nine years. At least it's not thirteen years. No, see, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I had that same thought. I was like, "Well, it could be worse." Oh my gosh, it could be worse. <laughs> now, so all of this is happening because of the upcoming collective bargaining agreement. We've we've talked about this a million times. This uh-huh. this is this is Scott Boris and these players seeing the writing on the wall because it in one year from now this may never be possible ever again. And to be honest, I hope it's not ever possible ever again. I do too. This is out of control. It is out of control. It's it's one of these things where the owners almost need to be protected from themselves. But also, yeah. it's Scott Boris running amok and he's ruining. Like I don't want to say he's ruining the league, but financially he is. He's handcuffing. Well, he's definitely whoring up the market. Yeah, he is. And. But the thing, and the thing is, is that you don't see many other agents doing the same thing. Like, yeah, Manny Machado got a bunch of money last year, but I feel like he was pretty much worth it. I mean, he's a, he's great offensively, great defensively. Sure. Um, Mike Trout got that massive deal after Bryce Harper signed his, which uh, yeah. that's uh, that's still a bargain for the Angels, by the way. Um, yeah, still because yep. he is a once in a generation player. He's the best player in baseball. It's going to be a long time before we see anybody like him again. I think. Agreed. 
Um, so, but those are those are two guys who are not Boris clients who got massive deals, and we don't see it with anybody else. Yeah, you know, it's it's his fault. It's his fault, Brig. It's, it's his, his fault. fault. It's Scott's fault, Brad. I agree with you. <laughs> Kill the beast. Get your pitchfork. <laughs> we should. We should get our torches <laughs> and pitchforks out and run them out of town. But, no, but another good for Boris Scott. Client, yeah, good for him. I mean, this is the <laughs> yeah. thing. Is I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, I just pictured him as these as these deals were coming, and we'll get to Rendon in a minute. But as they're coming in, I pictured him in his hotel room with like, with just sitting there at the table on the phone or like on speakerphone. You know, it's like you know, I don't know, it might not be enough, and flipping through the pages of like. Um, of a, like a design book that has like <laughs> yeah. drapes and carpet and and, and uh, wall oh, and, like, yeah. paint for the wall and stuff, just like deciding what he's gonna do when he remodels his guest house with all that money right. because he earned forty million dollars this week. Yeah, this 40 week. million. I saw a graphic yesterday that said that I think you posted on a VIP group or maybe your wife did. Um, yeah, that Le'Veon Bell sat out an entire season just so he could sign a deal that was t- worth in whole thirty five million dollars. That's right. These guys' agent got forty this week. Yep, it's insane. It's insane. So let before we move on from Garrett Cole, my wife posted this amazing breakdown. Oh yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> of Garrett Cole's numbers and what the dollar amount equates to. If my computer will pull its head out and show me the money, then I will be able to do this. <laughs> I every time I think of Scott Boris, I think of Jerry Maguire. I can't. I can't oh, for good reason. For good reason. It's so funny. That's just what I imagine him being like. I don't know. I'm sure that's how he starts every negotiation. Show me the money. Show me the money, fellas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. So, Garrett Cole, with his nine-year, $324 million contract, if we take his 2019 performance, he would be making $1.9 million per start. Excuse me, 1.09. 1.09 million per start. That's every five days he would, he's making that much money. Yeah, right. He makes over $169,000 per inning pitched. He makes over $110,000 per strikeout. $110,000 just for a strikeout. He is going to make almost $10,000 per pitch thrown. It's $9,200. Just to throw a pitch. If you so, if he repeats his performance, so he, he anyway, here's what I think. Here, no, no, he won't. Here's here's what I think's happening is or is going to happen. We are going to get we I the collective we <laughs> New York fans. We're going to get um out of the nine years. I hope we get five. Well, I mean, I hope we get nine, but. If I'm being realistic, I expect five really good years out of him. I hope it starts in 2020. I don't know that it will. Um, and then there's going to be potential for injury, uh-huh. and and then he's going to fall off. So all his stuff's going to lose its its uh, magic at the end of this contract, and then he's going to sit there and hopefully, hopefully he will find a loyalty. Hopefully nine years will give him enough time to be a clubhouse guy and a cohesion guy and a leader so that he can lead the way CeCe did at the end of his contract so that he can be in the clubhouse and be a presence. That's the same thing I hope for Bryce Harper. It's the same thing I hope for Mike Trout and and all of these guys. Like As they Uh mature, I need 
no, I need I need Dustin Pedroia from these guys. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I need a guy who can who can carry the banner but isn't playing all the time. Right. Yeah. And the thing is though, is I don't know if Garrett Cole's that guy. He hasn't seemed like he has been. That's what I'm saying. Is that I, so I, I hope he finds that's it. Part of the reason the Pirates were so eager to trade him when they did, huh? And the Astros, and and I don't know if there was like some kind of fractured relationship with the Astros because they didn't use him in the in Game Seven of the World Series, but maybe they were just kind of like, nah, we've got Verlander, we've got Granky, we're all right, we don't need him in our in our clubhouse. He did get snubbed for sure. Yeah, they came in as that <clears throat> they came in as that quote unquote mystery team later, but I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's all very interesting. But let's go ahead and move on from uh, from Garrett Cole on to Anthony Rendon, who actually got the same deal as Steven Strasburg, but his was with the Angels. Um, oh, baby. Oh, I'm not surprised that, that the Angels got him. And part of it is because, you know, Joe Madden, he was saying mm-hmm. that they needed to make a splashy signing. But also yep. about, what was it, about 24 hours before that deal uh, was done, they cleared some cap space, they traded away the – uh, they traded away uh, Cozart, their third baseman. They traded away another, I think it might have been a minor league infielder. I didn't recognize the name, but they got all they got back was cash. Straight cash, homie. That's all they got back. That's all and they so got. So I texted you, and I was like, it's happening. It's going to happen. Yeah. Rendon to the Angels because I saw that deal, and I was like, and then, you know, sure enough. It's the same thing. Um, the nice thing for the Angels is that the, <laughs> it's not the Pujols deal. <laughs> like, that's. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's got about the same, He's got more money than Pujols got at the time, but given the market, uh, yeah, it's it's less. You know, less years. Um, I think it'll work out better for him because he's he's still in his prime. Pujols was not in his prime when he got to Anaheim. True story. They were signing. They were signing a legacy player, and I heard that was a big thing with him too. Why he signed there? Because they said, "Okay, let's focus on your legacy," and that's why he went there. But Rendon, oh, that's cool. Rendon can still be a major contributor to this team. No, daily, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's offensively, the big thing too defensively, is, everything. That's a big thing too. Is daily, daily contributor yep. is that they're not paying every five days for him to go out there and do his thing. They're paying for <laughs> right. him to probably hit behind Mike Trout, protect yeah, him, so totally. he's not going to get walked as much. He's going to yep. get pitches to hit, which you know that could do wonders for that team offensively yeah you're right so well and tommy listella's in there now too so yeah it's fine it's time it's time that the angels built this team and they've got the right guy leading them to do it so oh i'm excited here's the thing is that team they have a good they have a really good infield i mean they've got now they've got Rendon at third. They've got Andrelton Simmons at shortstop, and you mentioned Stella awesome. at second. That's a yeah. good infield. The problem is they're pitching. Totally. Ooh, woof that pitching. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Otani can come woof. back and be anything like he was before TJ, before he had Tommy John, I mean that's that's a good start. But man, you they've got to figure something out with that pitching staff. It yeah, well, it'll good. come together. Yeah, they they sure know something will. we don't. Yeah, yeah, they they've got some pretty good prospects, from what I understand. I don't know, but prospects are you know, that's not a sure thing ever. Fickle, yeah, totally. Fickle. That's a perfect way to describe it. That is a perfect way to describe prospects. Fickle. Who's to say it's a gamble for sure? Speaking of gambling, 
So Major League Baseball will no longer be testing for marijuana. Right. And uh, is that a gamble, Brad? What do you think? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's a gamble um, because everybody's doing it, doing it already anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, we've seen and there's been studies that prove that it's safer than opioids. Oh, yeah. We for have pain management? Exhibit, totally. Yeah. And we see Exhibit A with Tyler Skaggs, what happened there with opioids. Yeah. And and this is something that, that I heard this week. I listened to David Sampson's podcast, uh, It's Nothing Personal, every day. And one of the things he talked about with, with this was that, um, and I don't know, I don't remember if he said this is the way it should be or this is the way it's going to be, um, that if somebody does test positive for opioids, they're going to go into a treatment program instead of a suspension. I mean, obviously a suspension will be part of it, but I think they'll still be getting paid as though they were on like on the IL. Right. Um, but they're going to go into a treatment program because major league baseball does not want that, does not want that to happen again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is another thing you talked about. This is a big thing. And I, th- and this is what I assumed was the case. And he confirmed it for me. So, in like the fifties and sixties, you know, we heard a lot about greenies in clubhouses. Yeah, you know, yeah, for a lot sure. of guys were on amphetamines, and it's because the season is so grueling. It's long. You're going yeah. back to back. You're playing a game on Saturday night, and then you're going back and playing a day game on Sunday. That's exhausting. Oh, for and sure. Baseball is a game where you have to be focused. Or a, you're not going to hit the ball. B, you're not going to field the ball. And C, you could get hurt if you can't focus. Yes. You know. Yeah. So. So that's why it was so common, but you know, they got rid of, they got rid of the greenies, quote unquote, mostly, I don't know. I'm sure there's some guys who are still taking them. Sure. But now it's been replaced by energy drinks. Yep. That basically they've got vending machines in the clubhouses that are stocked full of energy drinks and guys are just drinking them left and right, which, you know, I get, I get, I'm a parent, Oh yeah. you know, and uh, totally. Yeah. But the thing that's hard is if you're all jacked up on an energy drink for a four hour baseball game. And then the game's over at eleven thirty. You want to go home and get some sleep. That's super tough. Nope. Yeah, super yeah. nope. Absolutely. So. So then you take a downer, right? Yep. Exactly. What kind of downer are you going to take? Well, there's Ambien, which not was the best a benzo, choice. right? Uh, you've got opioids. Horrible choice. Horrible or you've choice. You've got marijuana. You can smoke it or you can eat it. Yep. You know, and and we know there's a lot of guys in Major League Baseball. I'm sure it's not as common as it used to be. Um, who smoke cigarettes anyway. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and we see in, we've seen in the NBA this year, which was in the last couple of weeks that edibles are pretty common in the NBA. It's going to, mm. you know, maybe that's the, the thing that guys turn to. Maybe they just have them available in the clubhouse depending on that would be interesting. The state they're in, you know, maybe the Rockies just have a, a bowl of edible gummy bears and, <laughs> you know, marijuana gummy bears that they grab a handful, pop them and take an Uber home and go to sleep. I don't know. There you go. But, yeah. I don't know. But I do feel like, and I'm probably there's probably going to be a lot of people who disagree with me. But I do feel like it is a much safer option and a and a better option than, especially since you can you can still dose it out. You know, you know, say, hey, fellas, no more than two gummy bears. We saw it happen to Dion Waiters. And for those of you yeah. who don't know, he ate too many too many gummy bears or something like that in the the pack, and he ended up having a seizure. So there you've got precedence for this is why you don't take too many of these things, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> But and my other thing too is that marijuana is not a perf- not a performance enhancer. Yeah, no, totally. Right, like you're you don't want to go up to the plate 
high because you, <laughs> the, the ball will be in the catcher's glove and then you'll start swinging. <laughs> it would be like that episode that when the, the grab bag when you and Quinn were talking in slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What do you think about this break? I mean, I obviously I have a lot of a lot of thoughts and opinions on this, but what do you think about it? Uh, first, I agree with you on the performance enhancing part of it. It doesn't even factor into the conversation. Yeah. So no issue there. Um, it's already happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's that, right? You got yeah. you got to manage manage the the reality from an organizational standpoint. Yeah. But um, then the the third point I'll make is that I agree with you that it is a a better pain management tool i would assume i have no experience with marijuana myself personally although i i would love to have that experience it's just not legal where i am (laughs) and i spent so much time in the army it was not legal for that either so but i deal with pain chronic chronic pain every day so i i think about it i hear about it a lot it's it's in a lot of conversation and uh, and i refuse to take uh, opiate pain medication and even when I had my both my back surgeries I was very sort of mm, like conservative is not even close to the right word I mean I just sat there and suffered instead mm-hmm. of taking pink opiate painkillers because I just wasn't gonna give my life over to an addiction like that so right. um so I you know from the pain management side of things I say super no super duper what am i trying to say yes like it makes tons of sense but but there is a growing body of evidence that marijuana causes brain damage right and and i you know i worry about that for for me for the players for anybody you know it doesn't matter who you are um and so here we are with these guys signing nine-year deals and if now marijuana is tacitly accepted by removing, you know, the punishment for using it, mm-hmm. then I think that we're going to see, you know, potentially these guys' performance get worse sooner. So, and that will devalue the product and that will devalue the experience for the fans mm-hmm. and it will, uh, it will be a financial burden on the teams, et cetera, et cetera. So I, uh, you know, th- that's my biggest concern I also think, though, that we're going to see a lot of guys just continue to not participate right? Uh, and partake because these are performance athletes. They're, mm-hmm. they're obsessed with being the best. And in one personality, that translates to smoking a doobie or eating a gummy bear or whatever. But in another guy, it's going to translate into absolute abstinence and avoidance. So, I don't know. I think that... Um, I think it depends on the situation. It's probably a case by case thing. Obviously, pain plays a big role in that conversation from guy to guy, and I'm interested to see what happens. Of course, I also think we'll never know. Truly, right, right. Especially since they're not testing for it, like we're we're not going to really find out. And and I totally agree with you that anybody who's using it is going to continue to use it. Anybody who's not is probably going to continue to not. Yeah, right. Some margin guys will go back and forth, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and and here's the thing too is if you are if you're not one of those nine year guys, seven year guys, seven year deal guys, if 
if you are taking, if you're using it too much and your performance dips, mm-hmm. there's somebody right behind you in the minor leagues who can come up and take your spot. Yep. You know, and, and that's something they're not afraid to do with Major League Baseball. Like, yeah, they've got guaranteed contracts, but at the same time, some of the, I mean, the league minimum is like $500,000, which is a dip in the bucket for no, as, as far yeah. as what these guys are making, you know? So, yeah, like, yeah, send him by the wayside, pay him, um, DFA him, cut him, whatever, send him down to the yeah. minors, and then just bring somebody up at his place who's making the same amount of money or maybe, yeah, the, I guess the league minimum, who's making the same amount of money, who's not eating too many gummy bears or smoking too much weed. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so... We saw that with Jacoby Ellsbury. He's on the payroll for a real long time, doing a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, well, it is what it is, but we deal with it, and we'll get yep. through it. You know. Yeah. So they do. They will replace you, exactly. even if they have to still pay you. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. And I wonder if this will be something that will come up in the in the collective bargaining agreement, saying, okay, we're going to let you guys use marijuana as far as pain management, um, a, a cool down after a game, whatever. However. Mm-hmm. We can't be stuck in these contracts for these players who are abusing it, because we're not going to test for it. But if we got guys who are abusing and their and their uh, their performance dips because of it, we've yeah. got to have an out. We can't yeah. be having these guys on the payroll for ten years. So, salary cap, cap on contracts, oh, please we've got to do something about it to help with it. And I I'm, I really wonder if that's something that's going to come up in the collective bargaining agreement that they're going to have their separate chips. And this is one, this is a bone that MLB is throwing the players' association, saying, "Okay, you can have yeah. this, but we want this in return when the time comes." Yep, let's all be reasonable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so we can only hope for that. We're here's hoping for that salary cap because the luxury, oh my luxury gosh. tax threshold is obviously not enough. But it's not working. Yeah, not even not even a little bit. So we need see. a salary cap. Something fierce. And you know who needs to be the commissioner of baseball is Bob Costas. <laughs> yes, he Look, does. We we haven't we haven't talked about the book thing yet, but we will. We'll do an episode on our favorite books on baseball. But yeah. for those of you listening, if you've not read Fair Ball by Bob Costas, I implore you to give it a read. Just just listen to him. Just see what he has to say because he's got some ideas that uh, I think would change the face of baseball for the better. I agree. I will say some of it doesn't age well as far as like the the playoff race and stuff, but the majority oh, of, that, yeah. of that book ages very well, and he brings up very good points. So yep. there's a little teaser for you. We'll talk about it here. Uh, I think it's on the docket to come up here pretty soon. Um, yeah, it'll be great. But, yeah, so we'll go ahead and go through that. But let's go ahead and we'll take a short break. And when we come back, we've got some mailbag questions that we're going to answer for you. Hey, babe, I'm headed to concessions. Do you want me to grab you something? Yeah, anything, whatever you're getting. Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that. Mm, No, that doesn't sound good. Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh, I don't think I want either of those either. Um, But just get me anything. (sighs) What do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, Now that we've had such a wonderful time 
away <laughs> we're back and we <laughs> we are going to get into one of our favorite segments is the mailbag mailbag all right i love it i have so much fun with the mailbag i do too so let's start with this one we this one's actually been sitting in my in my inbox for a long time been waiting to, been waiting to do this and this is from jason d'agostino um, he says let's take it old school here what was your main team in youth baseball not every league is affiliated with Little League World Series. Who were your team's rivals and favorite memory? Brig, you go ahead and start us off with this because I know my answer, um, and I can go into great depth with it, but you go ahead and start us off. Let's start with um, your your uh, your main team. Like, What was like either your, the team that you were for years or your favorite team that you played for? Yeah. So we, I, for some reason, I always ended up playing for the Diamondbacks. Oh, nice! Because we had the MLB affiliated uh, system. It was it was minor league or uh, minor? <laughs> Back that up. It was little league, right? So uh, yeah. So we were we had the affiliates, and we were. I was I was on the Diamondbacks like two or three years. I played for the Florida Marlins a couple of years. Hey, um, I played for the Marlins one year. Yeah, I played I played for the Braves one year, and. Uh, it's it was really funny because oh and it was the twins one year I so I never really had a main team that I was a part mm-hmm. of except that I do remember the Diamondbacks being prominent. Here's the thing though, the the great injustice of it all was that we everybody would get together and have tryouts, mm, and yeah. uh, all of the you know it was like this day long affair. All right. of the coaches were there with their little clipboards and they were getting people uh, assigned and assigning values to the speed and accuracy and you know right yeah anyway so we were we were running around and i would recognize guys year after year that never made it onto my team but always always made it on to the yankees always (laughs) and i was like wait a minute you know i got it took me way too long to realize what was going on by the way and uh I, i walked up to my dad one day and i was like dad um what the crap? <laughs> like, <laughs> hang, a, hang on a second. And and they were the best team. They they beat everybody all the time. Anyway, the guy who was the head coach of the Yankees team was in my neighborhood. And we knew them okay. really well. Same church congregation. So it was like, well, okay. Dad, why don't you put in a word with what's his name over there? <laughs> and how come I'm not wearing pinstripes, man? Playing on the best team in the town. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, what the yeah. crap? So my dad... Sh- bless his heart and you talk to the guy yeah and he goes up to him and secures me a tryout with this team and i'm uh-huh. like we already did try out okay whatever i'll go show up so it wasn't a tryout that's what they told me it was but it was just a practice they just threw me into this team's practice uh-huh. and it was like you know i missed like two weeks of their team practices so Lots of cohesion was established already. Everybody knew each other from years previous, et cetera. And I played my freaking guts out and thought I did okay, only Uh to be told later on at the end of the day that I was not going to be playing for the team. And it it broke my heart as a kid. It really did. tore me up. And I sat there crying. You know, I was like 10. I was like 11 maybe, maybe. And I sat there crying, couldn't understand why. Um, 
And then my dad had to explain to me that they were never going to let me on the team. That, that the other guy did it as a personal favor to my dad, but that they had no intention ever of letting me on the team. And he didn't know that until he saw the guy interact with me during the practice. Cause he came with me uh-huh. and, uh, yeah. So then wow. I had to join another team, um, just kind of as the odd man out kind of thing worked out it was fine had a great season loved it but um but yeah that that's one of my uh that's one of my oldest memories from little league and it's it's a rough one and you're still a yankees fan yeah i learned a lot about life at that in that one afternoon sounds like man yeah quite an experience yeah it was pretty rough I'm good so now. From, <laughs> that's good. I'm glad to hear that you worked past it. <laughs> so for me, um, I played at the same group for three years when I was uh, 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend's dad put together this team of just like a group of us. We all went to elementary school together. Um, some of the guys lived on my street. Other guys lived across town. But we were all uh, – we were all – um, I guess we all played in the same city league, and he just kind of picked us all and put us all together. This was actually the team I learned how to play catcher on, because mm. up to that point, I had caught one game, and I guess he liked what he saw, and I was, and I think I think this is where it comes from. My dad was my coach when I was nine in machine yeah. when we played machine pitch, and so he had all the all the gear, and so I'd put it on sometimes. And my friend across the street who wanted to learn how to pitch, he ended up playing on the team with me, and he was a pitcher and a third baseman, but. Um, we would go, we'd get in my front yard, I'd put on the gear and, and I'd catch for him. And so I wonder, and his dad was one of the coaches and I wonder if that's part of the reason they said, Hey, bring Brad, he'll catch, you know? Sure. Yeah. And so, and so I learned how to play catcher with this team, 10, 11 and 12. We started, um, we started out as the Marlins. Like I said, when I was, when I was 10, we actually had to play a year up cause we, we were all supposed to play one more year of machine pitch and they brought us up to play in the, uh, in like the 11 and 12 year old league. So we kind of had to hit live pitching and there were a few older kids that like, there are a few kids who belong to that league. Like, like I had a good friend down the street who was a year older than, or two years older than me. He played on the team with us and he kind of taught me how to hit live pitching, you know, like the approach and everything. He's like, it's not going to be in the same spot every time. He's like, but right. so he taught me how to pick up the ball and everything. Um, and so that was, I couldn't believe it. So we were out of the 12 kids on that team. Nine of us were a year younger than everybody else in the league. And we took uh, we took third place in that league. Out of like oh wow, eight or nine teams. So so we did pretty well. And so we all stuck together. We picked up a couple kids who didn't play on that Marlins team with us, and we all went to play on like in like a travel league. Yeah. And uh, and we were called the Spartans. So we were the, we were the Spartans from eleven and twelve year for eleven and twelve year old seasons. And then my family ended up moving away, and I think they played one more season as the Spartans. But uh, but that was that was the team that I played on. Um, I think I still have my Spartans t-shirts around here somewhere. We were going <laughs> to have somebody make a quilt for us. Nice. But, um, we've got a few friends on Facebook who actually, a lot of the guys, like we were so close for those three years that like, I'm still friends with all those guys on Facebook, even though I moved away and I haven't seen them in years. Um, actually, I saw them a few years ago, saw a few of them a few years ago at a, at a funeral in Utah. Hmm. But That's yeah, awesome. that was, it was cool to actually get to see those guys after, you know, golly, it'd been 15 15 years since I'd seen him. And, That's cool. Uh, and yeah, like we, we were so tight because we played together for so long. We started, we started practicing like February or March, something like that, you know? And then we played 
all the way through the summer until my coach couldn't find another tournament for us to play in. And, uh, and it was a blast, you know, like we had double headers every Saturday, plus we play in tournaments and I caught every single one of those games. No, that's <laughs> awesome. So bad. So for, and then, you know, I'd still play city league. And when I was 12, the city league, I went and played uh, city league with another one of my friends somewhere cause they needed a catcher. So I went and caught and played shortstop for them. We were the Yankees then. Oh, and you got the, the Holy grail. Fought, I fought one of the guys for number two. <laughs> like like almost full on fist fight for number two. Um and and yeah, I played I mean man, I played so much baseball those three years. So much is awesome. But in fact I kinda got burnt out because when we moved, we moved to Washington at that point and I was like, I'm not playing this year. Like I am not. And so my dad was like, You know what? He's like, just give it one more try. He's like, I'll talk to your coach, you know, tell him that you don't want to catch this year and uh um Sorry, I'm kind of going off the rails here a little bit, but he's like, I'll tell him that you want to try something else, and he's like, just see how, how you do. And so I, I started out the season in the outfield, slowly worked my way into the infield, and then the, and then the kid who was our catcher got hurt, and they're like, well, I know you don't want to, but we need you to catch. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up catching the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, there. of course. And then I, caught, <laughs> then I ended up catching the next year because the coaches knew that I did, and then I ended up catching in high school, and I, you know, I fell back in love with it. But, but yeah, I was just like, man, I tried so hard to play outfield or third base. <laughs> I ended up catching every <laughs> single time. <laughs> but, That's but, yeah, awesome. so was the, the Spartans was my team. The Spartans was my team. And there was one team when I was 12 that we could not beat. They because there were a few kids on that team who were a little bit older than the rest of us. Yeah. They were they just because of their birthdays they were all in the same grade, but because of their birthdays were they were essentially a year older than us. So we had to play every year we played a league up from where we were. Right. And this one team I specifically remember is the Snappers. And for the long time I had no idea where they got that name, but it's a minor league team, right? Uh, I don't know. They would beat the tar out of us every single time. Like to the point that they they would just hit bombs off of our pitchers, and there was a couple times the kids came. There's one kid in particular who came in, and he was like really high on himself, really cocky, and he would like make faces at me as he's touching home plate, and I'd get so mad at these guys. But then finally, our last game we played against them, we beat them. Yeah, we beat them. We beat the Snappers as the Spartans. That's awesome. That was that was pretty rad. But um, so I would consider them our biggest rival. Um, my favorite memory, though, as far as that goes, man, it was just like, it was so much fun. Like, I, I'm not kidding you. Even though we lost a bunch of games because we were so overmatched, we would go play in tournaments for our age group, and we would mm-hmm. clean up. Yeah, bad. We cleaned up because we were so used to hit, facing uh, bigger, like not just like tougher competition, but they were bigger than us. They were so much bigger yeah. than us. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it, we just we just had a ton of fun. We'd goof around in the dugout and. Uh, when everybody on the team found out I was moving that fall, one of the kids, I'll never forget this conversation. He's like, we're just going to chain you to the backstop. Um, we'll come bring it. We'll bring you some food throughout the day, um, but we're going to chain you to the backstop so you can't move. I was like, well, what about if I was like, what if we're playing and like, I need to get the ball. He's like, oh, it'll be a long chain. You'll have plenty of room to move. He's like, in fact, it'll be just long enough that you can reach second base, but no longer than that. <laughs> you can reach second he's like, base. He's, he's like, you're gonna live with the baseball field for the rest of your life. As long as we need you, we're gonna live with the baseball field. So that's awesome. That sounds like the dream, that man. Didn't end up working. So yeah, <laughs> didn't end up right. happening. But yeah. that was that was my team. That was it was it was a ton of fun. Tons of fun playing with those guys. Love them. Love them all to death. Um, even to this day. But let's move on to our next question because I took enough time there. 
Okay. It's all good. You I'm glad you brought some happiness into my my dour story. I was I I have happy stories from, from playing I hope baseball. so. I mean, you love baseball as much as you do. I think there'd be some happy stories playing. Yeah, there's a lot of happy stories, but that's my most potent memory. That's yeah, my... sounds like. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway, right. so so next question. Um, yeah. So next question. First, let's preface this for anybody who didn't see it. Anybody who didn't see the picture that Brig posted, he said, uh, just encouraging everybody to submit to the mailbag. He's holding a Bang Energy drink. Uh, got mine right here in my hand right now. Uh, but he's wearing a Santa hat. A little bangerang. Yep. So he's wearing a Santa hat, and Denise Cantu says, "Why is the fuzz on your Santa hat gray?" I think mm-hmm. that is probably the best question we've ever had submitted to the mailbag. I agree. Why is the fuzz on your Santa hat gray, Brig? So it's a good story. It's long. It's kind of long. I'll try and cut it down. Have I, Have you seen Christmas Chronicles? Oh, we just watched it last night with Wilson. Okay, so that's my new jingle jam, right? Oh, like, for sure. It's it's one of my new favorite Christmas movies. For those of you that don't know, Netflix produced it last year. It came out last year, and Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus, and he he's the best Santa. I mean, literally slays it. Yeah, like I might put him above. I, I'm probably going to put him above Tim Allen as the best Santa. Be Dude, honest. Tim the Toolman Santa was awesome, yes. but but Kurt Russell is like my man Santa. You know, so oh, yeah. and I'm a blues man. I love blues music, and so when he uh, gets in the jail and sings the blues, I was like, oh man, blues Christmas know, music is the best. Blues Christmas music is really hard to find. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I went to I, we saw the movie and I looked at Tiffany and I went, "Oh my gosh, I gotta have a hat like that. I have to. I have to have a hat like that." And she said, "I think I could probably make it for you. I could probably oh, make nice. you one." I said, "What?" So I ran out to the fabric store, the craft store. Uh-huh. And I I went to three fabric stores looking for the right fur to match Kurt Russell's hat. Could not find the right color of rabbit fur. His uh-huh. is uh, legit. Anyway, so this gray fur that I found look it looks fabulous. It, the picture here does not do it justice on the group, but um, it it just looks great. So and anyway, my wife ended up making it. It's got a silk lining with kind of a paisley pattern on it that I picked out and I so I picked out all the all the pieces and she put it together for me and I wear it every day all December all last year awesome. all this year yeah that's amazing like I'm dropping that. I'm dropping my kid off at school uh-huh. and uh wearing my Santa hat going to pick her up wearing the Santa hat it's so all the parents are either avoiding eye contact with me or giving me the whole <laughs> eyebrow thing like yeah you're that guy aren't you and I'm like yeah it is the freaking season you bet your bippy, I'm that guy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Do you see the smile on my face? So that's why Holly it's great, Jolly. Denise. That's awesome. And I think it looks sharp, to be honest with you. I like the way it, I really like the way it looks. And um I'm gonna plug the shop real quick. There uh some of those raglan shirts on the shop have that mm-hmm. same red with like that gray. Yeah. And they I'm do. a sucker for that combination, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So I think that's a I think that's a good looking hat, good Thanks, looking man. Santa hat. The next question came from my wife Tiffany. She said, "Let's discuss how in the world some teams cough cough <laughs> can, <laughs> can afford to pay a player upwards of two hundred ninety five million dollars." Brad, tell me what is going on. 
I mean, we talked about it a lot already today, but uh huh. What what's your opinion on this? But it comes from, it comes from TV, man. TV dollars. Like the reason, part of the reason the Yankees are so rich is because of the Yes Network. I mean, they've got the oh. what the most densely populated metropolitan area in the country. Mm-hmm. They've got subscribers for the Yes Network. People are willing to pay for advertising on that network. So Yes Network is, I mean, it, the Yankees on the network, but they're yeah. raking in, raking in money from the Yes Network. And that's where the money comes from. That's why they can pay people. Like a few years ago, I saw a headline for the Mariners that said that they came to a, a deal specific to DirecTV. Yeah. I stood up, I cheered, I said, yes, payroll, man, payroll. And <laughs> And that was about the time they made that Cano deal. Yeah. It was, I think they made the Cano deal like a year or two after that. And I was like, there it is. Like, it's not going to the right guy, but they're spending it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, bring well, they have more to spend. Guys, but, but yeah, they have more money to spend because of the TV deal. And, uh, you know, some of that comes from obviously across the league as far as like revenue sharing and ticket sales, things like that. But TV is the big part of it, and the thing that's interesting is that over the next few years, that's going to change because of cord cutting. Yeah, cord cutting be, and the, yeah. yeah. There, and and I think that might be part of the reason we're going to see sal- we we could see a salary cap too is because the TV deals will change. Um, I think it was somebody in the NFL or the NBA said this. They just negotiated their last traditional tv contract hmm. that after this it's going to be all streaming stuff because that's the new way people consume sports that's right and major league baseball you know you obviously have mlb tv uh where you can stream all the games but you can't stream in your network or in your market yep. um, i think that's that i think that might change with the collective bargaining agreement if they come oh. up with some kind of new way to do that your price will probably go up yeah because they've, they've got to make up for what they're not getting as far as uh as far as local tv deals but uh yeah i think that's i think that's what, what we're going to be seeing in the future well and then you got to so. figure merch nobody has yeah. to share the yeah, revenue on a, merch yeah some of it comes from merch uh and like you said that's that's revenue sharing is i believe that's spread across the league that like because the Nats sold more Rendon and Strasburg and Scherzer jerseys this year doesn't mean that their payroll goes up. The payroll, right. as far as the league goes up, because everybody else gets that money. Yeah. But yeah, so it's not that. Yeah, but yeah, it is I, broadcast I think, rights. Yeah, I think it's right. all broadcast rights. If you've got the if you've got the local TV deal, then you've got the highest payroll, and that's why the Yankees pay so much money for their players. That's why they can buy all those guys. It's because they have the money from that TV deal from all those people in that metropolitan area. And same thing with the Dodgers, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the Dodgers, yes, they were bought for a couple billion dollars and they have a wealthy ownership group. But at the same time, LA is a densely populated, highly populated area, metropolitan area, and they're benefiting from the TV deals. And, and I don't think the Angels benefit from that as much, being a little bit farther south. Um, and I think that's part of the reason they changed their name to LA so they can mm-hmm. get into that market and claim some of that uh some of that TV revenue. Yeah. That um, makes sense. But cuz I think it was about that time when did they change to the LA Angels of Anaheim? Was that about the time they signed Pujols? I have no idea. I'm going to look it up real quick. I've chosen to distance myself from that decision. 
That was horrible because they're not the L.A. Angels of Anaheim anymore. Now they're just the L.A. Angels, which is like, okay. yeah, okay, bad. whatever. But it's all bad. They're not I even in L.A. That Anaheim is part of the L.A. Metro, L.A. Metro area. Yeah, but they're in Anaheim, and it's like an hour and a half south <laughs> driving. Yeah. Which you know, if there's no traffic, it'd probably take you twenty minutes. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's see. So they changed over to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in 2005. Mm-hmm. And they signed Albert Pujols or is Chris Berman. So I was watching a, I was watching a Cardinals game. This was a long time ago. I think I had to have been in high school. Chris Berman was broadcasting the game. Yeah. They for sure them, was in high school. Yeah. He called him Albert Winnie the Pujols. <laughs> <laughs> That was seriously one time, and ever yeah, since then, that's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so that, funny. I will never me. think of him differently now. Yeah, Albert Winnie the Pujols. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. That's really good. And Boomer Berman's good at that kind of stuff. Oh, he play. is. And the, his whole introduction to that game cracked me up. He said, "I'm coming out of the bullpen, hoping to go five and a third, but we'll see how it goes." And then he went down the lineup and said, "Albert Winnie the Pujols batting third. and all of it was seamless because he's just <laughs> he's so good at it. Yeah, he is. So That's Albert Pujols signed with the Angels in 2012, so that was seven years after the change. So they were benefiting from LA Metro uh, TV deals, broadcast, yeah, broadcast money, huh? And obviously and that, benefiting now with the Trout deal and Rendon. So. Yeah, and Otani, he's not hurting. Yeah, yeah, publicity. Exactly. Otani got a pretty good, got a pretty good deal, and he's getting some. I'm sure he's getting some advertising money as well. But yeah, that's where it all exactly. comes from. That's, I mean, I I walked in probably five circles to get there, get back to it. But yeah, it's TV money. That's all it is. That if you if you can't negotiate the TV deal, then you're not going to have the payroll. And then the Yankees own the network that's selling yes. the TV deal, so they're not. They don't have to coordinate with and split any of the money up. It's, yep. yeah. it's all yeah. theirs. <laughs> because obviously, because they only have to give so much to the Knicks because they're in a salary cap league, so then the rest of it just goes to goes to the Yankees. But yeah, so they have they have a few teams they're sharing with. But as far as like the way that it goes, since the Yankees own the network, yeah. they just they just dump it all there. Same with the broadcast. The radio is owned by I think the Yankees own the radio. Uh, broadcast as well because it's the Yankees radio network. Yeah, yeah. Driven by Jeep. Oh, by Jeep. Yeah. Neat. Just John will tell you. Just listen. (laughs) He'll tell you. That's right. (laughs) John and Susan, they're always telling us about Jeep. (laughs) Absolutely. But, well, there's your answer, Tiff. TV, yeah, babe. that's where it's at, and it'll and like we said, it'll be interesting to see how things change with cord cutting in the future and and increased streaming services. Services, um, I don't I don't know that that money will necessarily go down as our streaming service costs will go up, but maybe a salary cap will help with that. That's that's one more reason for us to hope for salary cap. Yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of reasons. Yep. Yeah, because it'll it'll help with the cost of us a going to games, b paying for streaming services. If that's if that's how you consume your baseball, it is how I consume so, mine. Me too. We bought a we bought a TV. <clears throat> we bought an LG TV. Put it on the wall above the fireplace. You know, it's it's this mm-hmm. monster, stupid, huge thing. And because <laughs> you got to get the one that fits the face, the 
the space. So anyway, got this right, yeah. stupid. Look. We we didn't own a TV for like six years. Oh really? Uh huh. And then we moved into this house, and there's this big space above the fireplace. And for me, I want to watch the World Series, um, the Olympics. Religiously, by the way, I'm a super junkie for the Olympics. I want to watch the Super Bowl, and and I watch the Army Navy game. That's it. And then every and then the daily baseball stuff. But that's yeah. like we don't watch TV TV for anything but those sporting events. Oh, and the Oscars. Oh, we watch the Oscars. But anyway, oh, yeah. we we that's it though. And uh, we have this TV sits on the wall and does a whole bunch of nothing until. Days like <laughs> until baseball season. Until baseball season. <laughs> anyway, so we bought this TV. It's LG, and one of the apps that was advertised for it when we bought it in, uh, I think we bought it in December. Uh-huh. It said MLB TV compatible. We're like, oh, nice. sweet. Uh-huh. Come spring training, we get a notification. I go to turn on the MLB TV app, and they said, sorry, our contract has expired with MLB TV and LG. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, I'm looking at this TV now I've had for almost, you know, four months or six months or whatever. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) So now I still have to hook up my damn laptop to the big, huge TV, smart TV that I bought to put on the wall just to watch baseball. I think, I think, I think you can get a Roku. Yeah, but I got to buy a Roku. It's cheap. It's like 20 bucks. A Roku is not very expensive. I mean, we have an Apple TV, which is more expensive. Yeah. Um, but we can use it with all of our devices. But that's that's another story. But no, it has MLB TV on there, and then, I know uh, I. So that's what that's how I watch baseball when I'm out in the living room. Yeah, and then when I'm in my room, I watch it on the Xbox. The yeah, Xbox but one app. So. But you have I bought a centralized streaming device. I bought a thing that is supposed to yeah. do all of the things, and now it doesn't. Brad, I know, and, it, and that's the problem with smart TVs is that like you buy it for all that stuff. Like our our smart TV that we've had for a while, it had Netflix, Hulu, Prime, all that. And then I went to watch Hulu one day, and it wasn't working anymore. I was like, "Well, that's fantastic." And shortly after Weird. that, I moved the Xbox into the bedroom so we could do that stuff. But but yeah, it's, it's but now crazy. we're gonna have to own four different devices just to watch Disney Plus. And That's ESPN free to get a Roku, and you know what I mean. I'm like, oh, jeez, <laughs> it's stupid. Go get yourself just, a cheap Roku or or uh, or a Fire Stick or something. I don't know. They just Chrome, need to uh, make whatever. all of the streaming apps available across all devices. Oh, right. Yeah, yes, because like, that's one thing that drives me crazy. If I want to watch, if there's a game on Fox that I want to watch, I can't watch it in the living room because there's no Fox app on. On my Apple TV. See, I have to either go into the bedroom or AirPlay from YouTube TV on my phone, and I don't want to do that. It drains my phone battery. Yeah. See, and now, but do you have cable or satellite? No. Oh no, no. See, no, you you're already we, cutting com- your cord. We are complete cord cutters. See, we're not because I got fight night next week and the Army Navy games today. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, I was gonna I'm say like, the Army Navy game today. So, yeah, go Army. <laughs> go Army. No, Brad, that's when you say beat Navy. See, I say go Army, oh, you say beat Navy. Know. Beat Navy, I don't know. No, works, Brad, so. stop. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it again. Start okay. over. Go that's Army. One. Beat Navy. There, see, no, with vigor, Brad. Oh. 
<laughs> I have no dog in this fight. You do now. Ready? Go Army. Beat Navy. Yes! <laughs> okay. No. All right. I, am, I feel I'm better. More, I, I, I am a self-proclaimed college football atheist. What? Um, I have no football team. I have no college football team. See, I'm an NFL atheist. And that's cool. College football has been way more enjoyable since I stopped cheering for anybody. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're not yeah. against the NFL, against or you're not against, not against college it. football. Oh, right. oh, oh, yeah, oh. you just don't affiliate anymore. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it's because we went to a school that doesn't have a football team. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And so I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I can watch an Alabama game, and if Alabama wins, I don't get upset. You know, I, I, it doesn't matter who wins games. Like, I'm, st- I'm strictly watching for the entertainment factor. Hmm. How many people out there feel that way about baseball? That's a good question. Because uh, I mean, I can watch, I can watch any baseball game. I can sit down Me and too. Just watch a game. It but you don't get hyped on it unless it's the Mariners. Oh, and I get hyped on the Mariners. Like I used, like right? I don't get hyped on any sport like I do when I watch the Mariners. See, and that's yeah. how it is for me when the Yankees play. But the thing is, I'm so used to losing as a Mariners fan <laughs> that I, I also don't go the opposite direction when they lose. I'm like, ah, well, it's just another day, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure as the sun came up this morning, the Mariners will lose tonight because that's oh, the way man. it goes. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, what a morbid existence. It, yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> just holding on hope. Just holding on hope <laughs> that one of these days it will all turn around. Well, they I'm tried to turn so. it around by giving Robbie Cano some performance enhancers, but that didn't work out. Well, and see, the GM who signed <laughs> him, when they fired him, the owner said, it was either the owner or the president said, we want to hire somebody who's not trying to learn on the job. It's like, oh, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> wow, that's that's oh, strong. That is strong yeah, because he rough. clearly had no idea what he was doing. Wow, no idea with the deals I... that he made, the way he put those teams together, so so bad. And now you got mm. Depoto, who helped put together the Rangers when they went yep. to the World Series, helped put yes. together the Angels, who you know haven't been good for a while. But I, th- I think they put together a playoff team with them. But uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So and and you know the Mariners came within a game two years ago. It's true. And 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 he said, you know what? This team has hit its ceiling. Tear it all apart. Start over again. Yeah. I am saying, you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. I am proclaiming on the Baseball Together podcast today that the Mariners will make the playoffs in 2021. Yes, it will have been 20 years since their last playoff appearance. However. That team will contend for a World Series. In they will contend for a World Series in 2021. Yes, they will. So let oh. it be written. So let it be done. Okay. Proclamation. Jeez, you heard it here first, folks. And with that, right. I'm going to say that if you haven't checked out the new prices on the shop, go ahead and do that. <laughs> the uh, the hats are down. I I dropped hat prices the other day and didn't tell anybody because I wanted it to be a podcast exclusive reveal. That's a surprise. Nice. Yeah. Brad didn't even know. I didn't. So go ahead. Shop.9plusus.com. Pick yourself something nice. You know you deserve it. Yeah. I got my uh, baseball together sweatshirt coming this week. Pretty excited about it. It shipped. It It shipped yesterday. Yeah. I'm excited. I, uh, I can't wait to wear that. But. Speaking of Baseball Together, don't forget to stop by BaseballTogether.com. I'm actually working on something right now that I've been taking my time on it because I didn't want to rush it. Um, it's going to be a surprise, but I'm going to have Ooh. it up this week. Okay. Ooh. 
So be sure to stop by BaseballTogether.com. I'll share it across the VIP group. If you want to join the VIP group, um, just let us know. Search uh, 9 Plus Us VIPs on Facebook. Submit or uh, send us a request. We'll add you because you're our baseball family. We want people to come in and join our group. We have the best group ever. And uh, you can also find the podcast on the group. You can find the podcast on BaseballTogether.com. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review. And Baseball Family, we will catch you next week. Thank you.